Now, this is a story all about how my good taste of movies got twist turned upside down. Now, I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you about the film I hoped would save Will Smith's stagnating career. You there, Rich? I think my favourite part of that was the uh, was the attempt to uh, do the music, the bass. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I should have uh, started yeah. with the do 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 ding ding, you know. <laughs> I, I could try and dub it, but after I attempted dub, dubbing Star Trek over my voiceover, it just, uh, I just didn't <laughs> want to get the timings wrong again. Um, uh, fair enough. No, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Right. Yeah, good stuff, Stu. Thanks for, uh, thanks for that. Uh, it's probably going to be the highlight of the episode. <laughs> um, I mean, there's yeah. lots more Will, Will Smith jokes coming. Uh, well, actually, Excellent. at least one. Uh, but, I'm yeah. definitely here for the Will Smith jokes. I love a good Will Smith joke. Um, so, yeah, uh, yeah, welcome back to... Uh, Geek Bites, everyone, and uh, it's me and Stu, and uh, yeah, we're talking, it's time we're talking Gemini Man, uh, the Will Smith vehicle from, I think, 2019, uh, yeah. And this was my choice, um, I sort of said, this looks great, Rich, we should watch it, and uh, yeah, it's, I even shared my access to a certain online streaming platform with Richard, I don't know if that's legal or not, but we're, we're in the same bubble, I'd say, um, <laughs> So yeah, so I, well, I, I think you, you offered to share it with me, and, uh, and I, I declined, of course, because that oh, would yes, so, so illegal. Yes, that's it's... the way it goes. But anyway, so you managed to find another way of watching this this film, and uh, yeah, <laughs> at least we can get an episode out of it. Um, it's probably what you're thinking. Uh, whether Absolutely. we can last last the hour, who knows? Um, so, I mean, should we start with our one sentence reviews? Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you want to go first? Um, well, I can imagine what. Well, actually. I'll, I'll go with mine and then I'll, I'll be quite curious to see what yours is. Um, so, good acting, can't save a basic plot and poorly execute a gimmick. Right, fair enough. Um, yeah, mine was, it's like Jason Bourne, but with more cloning and less good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, th- I mean, look, I think it sounds like we're kind of coming in from the same kind of direction. Um, it's it had some good parts but overall it was pretty flawed um i think you know you said good acting i think yeah it, it was it was okay it was certainly possible i can't can't fault the acting that's one thing i can't fault um i think like you say the plot was just a bit all over the place i, 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 I don't know yeah talk me talk me through your sentence well i basically thought um this is going into my general comments but i thought the cast was a good ensemble um, and then they was just thrown into something that really lacked any substance. Um, so I was quite interested in this idea that he's like this aged assassin and, you know, he wants to retire and he just somehow gets thrown together with this woman that's been sent to spy on him. You know, that was all quite interesting. And it's kind of the, you know, the beginnings of, you know, Will Smith's own Bourne franchise or Will Smith's own uh, Mission Impossible franchise. That's what it could have been. That's what the potential was there. Then suddenly you get thrown in with, oh, here's a young Will Smith hunting him down. It's like, OK, now there's a gimmick. And it's kind of like, you know, they went through all this world building of, you know, introducing his kooky friend that flies, introducing this female agent that's quite badass and isn't a love interest, um, you know, the, the, the villain that's quite one dimensional. Um, but, you know, so it had lots of potential in terms of being a sort of good thriller movie. And then suddenly they threw in this gimmick to kind of, whilst interesting, yeah, it's nice to see young Will Smith running around trying to kill old Will Smith. Um, yeah. once, once you've seen the gimmick and the special effects weren't particularly brilliant, you're kind of like, well, that's it now. I've seen the gimmick. Um, you know, the plot's quite hollow and there's not much left to this film. I mean, it's still, a, you know, oh, there's some explosions and there's a, a few emotional scenes. Um, but yeah, I think it was a good movie. 
they just could have done without the gimmick, uh, which is ironic because that's probably the only reason I wanted to watch it, and the only reason and, I'm reviewing it really. And to be honest, without that gimmick, if it had just been them trying to track down Will Smith, uh, just some normal young assassin, not his clone, it would have that would have literally just been a Jason Bourne film. Wouldn't it? Yeah. That would just be a retelling of Jason Bourne. You've got Will Smith instead of Matt Damon. You've got Mary Elizabeth Winstead instead of um, oh Julia Stiles, and uh, so oh yeah, have... good point. Yeah, so it's the new generation getting rid of the old generation. Yeah, good yeah, point. Yeah. I didn't even I hadn't even because I'm so long ago since I watched Bourne. But that's I'm, the thing. You say new generation, but isn't I think Matt Damon and Will Smith are about the same age. <laughs> no, what I meant was like the person hunting Matt uh, Matt Damon. Or, or, oh or, right, got oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's basically the person hunting him was you know the next generation of born agents or whatever yeah, um, yeah something like that yeah but anyway it's i'm sure we can come up with a good casting for that but um tom holland <laughs> no, oh no. god he's in everything oh he's got years <laughs> for it um but i don't know because that's the thing it could have been just a good straight to video thing i don't know like but it could have been like his John Wick. It could have been his, you know, oh, here's a really good franchise. He's a really cool character. Let's let's follow this character through several movies. And yeah, eventually three or four movies down your line. Oh, this guy's so badass. Let's clone him. You know, that's that would make a bit more sense rather than, oh, you seem to be good at killing. You know, oh, I think I'll clone you and then wait 20 years and then send your clone after you. It's like it's a bit of a long game, really, um, for someone that, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, here's a question though. You know, Will Smith, it could have been his vehicle, it could have been his John Wick or whatever. Yeah. So I think Will Smith is obviously pure box office. You know, he's one of the, one of the superstars of our time. Really? Um, is he still that though? I, I'm, well, this is what I was going to say. It's kind of 90s and noughties, obviously. So, and the thing is, when was the last time he actually made an unquestionably good film? Yeah, I'm just looking at his IMDb now to try and answer that because I ain't got a clue. Uh, black, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that, that yeah. The... Men in Black One, yeah. Um, it was that one. There was that Pursuit of Happiness, which was obviously him going for the Oscar. Um, but I never actually saw that, so I can't judge. But I hear that was a decent film. I mean, H- um, Hitch, Hitch was okay. The Bad Boys ones were okay. Um, oh yeah, you can say Bad Boys, Bad Boys One and Two, they were decent. Yeah, but yeah, like you say, so since like the uh, well. Uh, Where's Bad Boys 2? Yeah, since 2003, he's not really done anything of note. I mean, there's iRobot, Shark Tale, Hitch, I Am Legend. I mean, I Am Legend and Hancock, they're films that could have been better, but they were sort of not very well delivered. I mean, I that's the thing. They were all successful. Reason I'm sure they all made their budget back, but they've always been flawed. He's never had a film since the early to mid noughties that everyone said, yeah, unquestionably an amazing film. I think even um, iRobot people had their qualms about it. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, I'm not a fan of that one. Um, I'm just looking back. I just I forgot he was in Enemy of the State. I mean, that's probably like him in his sort of action thriller best sort of thing, isn't it? That's kind of, you know, but yeah, it's he's literally, he was this megastar and then he just happens to be in films that probably make, make money but aren't really pop culture phenomenons that they should be really. And that's, he was even in Suicide Squad, and he was so average in that, they didn't bring him back for the sequel or oh, reboot right, yeah. or whatever. You've forgotten that, that as well. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think he was that bad in that, but I think it's, I don't know whether he's purposely not putting as much personality in things anymore, or I don't know. It's, 
it just seems a bit everything seems a bit dry and stayed i mean he's made his money but i don't know i don't know it's just a yeah it's just a shame really that it's not yeah he's just not the man he was um and when you said uh, i said there'll be lots of will smith jokes i mean his career is probably the biggest (laughs) one (laughs) i mean i hope he doesn't listen to this because he's a big guy and he could probably beat me up but it's it's true it's kind of like where where is all the good will smith films gone you know he didn't even come back for the sequel to Independence Day, which you'd think, great, you know, come back, retouch one of your best films. Yeah, I mean, he, and if he was in that, that would have elevated it. Um, I think we've, we've, we've basically got to a stage where we're like, uh, we've discussed the movie, let's just slate Will Smith for an hour. Um, <laughs> well, okay, and then let's talk about Mary Elizabeth Winstead as well. Um, so, I mean, this could have been, it feels like she's, I mean, look, I certainly first saw her in, um, uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Oh, um, that's what she's from. And yeah. was, was she the one in um, Legion as well? Uh, no, that's someone else. That is, I can't remember her name. I know what you mean, but it isn't her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you mean Legion, the X Men Fox TV series? That one, yeah. yeah oh, she man. was Huntress. Oh, yeah, that's why I remember her. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So she, you know, she's had a few, she's had a few good um, parts and, you know, She'd kind of been a bit more indie, but um, this could have been like and alongside um, Harley Quinn, uh, the Harley Quinn movie. This could have been almost been like her next big step as such. But you know, she's I, I like her as an, as an actor. I think it's just a bit of a shame it's not a very good vehicle. I mean, in many ways, she's quite similar to Julia Stiles in um in um the Bourne film. She's kind of like a bit bit more of an indie indie film got a bit of attitude in that and she's a good fit for it it's just a shame the film wasn't a good film <laughs> yeah that's the thing because i think yeah the characterization and casting i think she works really well because she's kind of you know she's introduced as oh she happened to replace the person on the on the dock where he works you know and surprise surprise she's been sent to spy on him i mean that the fact he saw through that was great because i'd seen through that um, but then after that, rather than her being just a desk jockey that was sent to look, watch him, it turns out she's quite a badass in her own right. So, you know, all the, the SWAT team that's sent to take them out at the, at the dock, she basically takes out most of them by herself, physically hand-to-hand combat, and then ends up torturing a bloke. And it's like, this is what I meant. You know, she was a good female, you know, empowered female, again, without being of privilege and whatever she just happened to be badass and I, th- I like the fact that she was put in there and she wasn't like a love interest I mean there's a sort of hint of it that perhaps if he was younger he would have been interested yeah or, perhaps, one, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or perhaps the clone would be interested but she and he called her ma'am and it kind of ruined it um but it's I don't know I, I just thought she was really well well cast and really well acted so you know like like I said this would have been a great ensemble cast to see more films about um without this stupid gimmick to get in the way um as it stands it's kind of like oh they were good in this film but the film was rubbish so what can we do yeah. um, well, three of them had kind of gone on to uh make a uh, to do a team together and uh <laughs> well i mean they, i think they well of course they all still they all survived the film so you know maybe they will go on to uh <laughs> to meet oh, make a team or whatever you know it's possibly i'm sure they lifted they leave that open in case the film was well received but um with a cl- clone of her and a clone of him and a yeah. clone of such and such a clone of kyvo in becomes back yeah it's speaking of i mean she but she was really good I, I've, I've just skimmed through her imdb and she played lucy mclean in the two diehard the late latter two diehards which yeah, is John I mean, McLean's daughter. Actually, but, yeah they you, could you, 
you didn't miss much. Um, it's it's basically Gurney, um, Gurney Bruce Willis being disinterested but cashing the check. Um, basically playing Bruce Willis rather than playing John McClane. So, you right. know, like the first three, he had a bit of personality. You could kind of tell he's from a broken relationship and he's kind of a bit of a whatever. This one is just a superhuman that happens to take out helicopters with cars and things. And it's just, you know, it just turns into a bit of a joke. Like at one one scene in number five is in Chernobyl. It's like, oh, OK, this New York beat cop goes to Chernobyl. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, because his son is captured by Russians or something. And it's like, oh, yeah, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fly to Russia <laughs> and, and punch people and blow yeah, them up. Why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? But so, yeah, so she's got a pedigree of action films and because she was a cop in those two films. But still, it seems like she's not had a big break that she, perhaps she needs. Um, yeah, speaking of Clive Owen, which was the, the, this film's villain, um, yeah, of course. I mean, I'm always pleased to see Clive Owen pop up in a film. Um, I very rarely see a bad film with him in it. Uh, I guess this could be the exception. Yeah. <laughs> very rare. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of him. He was OK. I don't quite know what was going on with his accent. I think it just felt like he started out. Oh, let's, tr- let's do it. Let's try it. It's like in the first couple of scenes, they like, come on, Clive, try and do an American accent. So we tried and then the rest of the scene, they were like, no, nah, don't worry, Clive, don't bother. Just be Welsh. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, I just because uh, I like you know I like him. I think he's a great actor, and he's like you say, he's usually good in things. But he's he just aged so much when I saw him in this. It's like what happened? His face is sort of melted. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, no offense to him. I mean, he's, he's still a big guy. But it, it, what happened? And then the characters' motivations are a bit weird. It's just like you know, I run this PMC company, and. You know what's cheaper than just getting young idiots to go and kill people? It's just steal some blood from this guy, fleece the government into paying for illegal cloning, clone them, wait 20 odd years for it to be born, then send it out to kill people. Oh no, hold on, this one's got emotions. Let's do another one. 20 years later, let's try that. It's kind of like, you know, this is the weirdest plan ever. And, um, you know, and also he was a private PMC contractor, but yet he, he could intimidate people from the CIA. It was all just a bit weird. And it was kind of just a bit, I'm a nefarious villain for the sake of being a nefarious villain, rather than yeah, having... Get... Yeah, it didn't seem to actually have a long-term game plan. It was just like, oh, this is vaguely interesting. Let's imagine imagine this is what someone might do because reasons. Yeah, and, and he's bad. So, you know, oh, I yeah. want you to be part of my gang. I'm going to throw you in and drown you. Oh, now you're part of my gang because you've been reborn for me drowning you. It's just like, yeah. what? What's that all about? So, and that was what he did to Henry or whatever Will Swift's character was called as a way to initiate him into the Marines. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. It's just a bit strange. Um, Shout so, out to um, Benedict Wong. Obviously, uh, well, Doctor Strange's sidekick, I think. In um, also called Wong, isn't it? Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, f- f- when he appeared, I thought, oh, this guy's definitely going to die, obviously, and yeah, he ended up dying. Um, it just kind of shows how kind of predictable this film was in a way. Yeah, because they basically he was the only one with a sense of humour and the only one likable throughout the whole thing. So he's like busting yeah, jokes, yeah. E- eating food, like insinuating that they're a couple, you know, all the stuff that a sidekick should do. Um, and yet like you say like and his death was so on so needless it's like they drive around the corner and someone shoots a rocket at them everyone else gets to get gets out the car apart from him it's like okay you know fair enough they did get his seatbelt stuck or something yeah but still i mean just they needed a reason for henry and junior to get angry so i suppose killing off the only decent bloke in the gang 
worked. But yeah, I mean, he, he was good. He was charismatic. I mean, it would have been good to see him face off against Clive Owen. Because um, I don't think he did, did he? He just reacted to, to Junior at some point. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. He, was, he was a Marine, so he had the skills to pay the bills as such. But um, yeah, yeah, it never really saw it. It was just, yeah, like say, humorous sidekick. That happened to be able to get planes at short notice. Yeah. Which is helpful. I mean, it, it's really good that people know how to get planes at short notice. I mean, uh, if, if I had a friend that could do that, that'd be really handy. Um, <laughs> just need a friend that can fly as well. Yeah, I mean that as well. But I mean, what I found also weird, I mean, going on to our best and worst scenes, the worst bit for me was that whole interlude where they went to Italy or whatever it was, or Budapest or whatever. And it was just like, why did they go to Budapest to sit in a spa with a Russian guy and then fly all the way back again? It's kind of like... Um, you... This is, yeah, this is... Um... This is kind of like a trope of. I think this. I think this film is the genre international thriller. Yeah. And international so thriller. Three different places, I suppose. Yeah, and they always go to these places just for no other reason, just to show off. Oh, look how amazing we are! And I think that. I think the point. One of the things to say about this was it Budapest they went to, um, but Some, regardless, we're in Paris, somewhere in Eastern Europe, and somewhere like that. Yeah. And basically, I think it's just because these films are made for an American audience, and to American audiences, oh, these places, places are all super exotic. Oh, look how amazing these people's lives is. They get to go in Budapest. Yeah. Budapest is a stag weekend location. You know, it's not that exciting, and I think that's why I I kind of see through it. I I think I see through it anyway. I think they're just they're just doing international globe trotting because they feel like it's a trope of the genre and they have to. It doesn't add anything to the story in any way. It annoyed yeah. me with the Bourne films. It annoys me with any films I see it in. They just why does something need to take place in Prague or Dubrovnik or Paris or whatever? It's, it's just, just a boxes. bad. It's, yeah, and it's just depends to the American audience who thinks these places are like so exotic because they've never been there. You only go to America like as on a on a on your college spring break or whatever. Um, or it's a romantic it's, trip for a couple when they're in their fifties or something. They're going to go to Paris and realise it's a dump and that they've been waiting for it for nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You, yeah, and you go to those, and these films never show the appalling drive-in or the hordes of tourists everywhere or just people puking up it. Well, usually British people puking up in the street. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, international thrillers. I'd be much happier with just a thriller. Yeah, and like, and it's also that whole, because, um, you know, whilst they're flying in their private jet that Wong just happened to get for them, um, Mrs. Uh, Ramona Flowers or whatever cleaned Will Smith's wounds, managed to save some of his blood and then just went to someone in Budapest or wherever they ended up and was like, oh, could you check this DNA against this guy's DNA and see if they're related? It's like, oh, yeah, you just happen to know someone that can do that for you overnight. You know, that's just normal. I mean, but also I suppose it's a spy for this stuff happens. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I suppose another reason they went to that exotic location in brackets was because they could have had that whole sequence in the tombs where he had a night vision goggles and yada yada yada, and they had a punch up and hit each other with skeletons, and sh she shot them. I don't know. It's. I suppose it's nice yeah, to have I an exotic location. Get, yeah, you don't get catacombs in America, I suppose. But um, still, it's like yeah. a lot of budget wasted flying them there for what could have happened anywhere, really. Um, so, um, you mentioned. I'll just go on to my um my worst scene while we're here because you just mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. Seen it in the catacombs. Um, yeah, it was cool with the night vision and stuff. But right, get this. This film was made in 2019. 
why is he asking, demanding the heroine strip to her underwear just for no apparent reason? I, it, I was actually, I actually had to double check when this film was actually made because that was just so. That's just not something you see anymore. I don't but, think. Wasn't he not checking her for bugs? He was, but if you're going to check her for bugs, right, you need to go all the way. And if you're not, it is purely just an excuse to get her to get her top off. Um, yeah. And then stop at the underwear, obviously, because it's 12A rated. But you know what? Just give her a pat down. And then if you're going to do that, why not check the air? I mean, it yeah. was or, just. Or, or if you're not going to go all the way, just wave a wand over and be done with it, sort of thing. Yeah, you exactly. Yeah. There's no need. I suppose it's to sort of show her vulnerability or whatever, or, or it's meant to have that sort of romance element, isn't it? You know, and then she, he calls her ma'am, and it kind of ruins that. So there's a bit of a joke there, but it's still not worth the payoff it was in bad taste for me i don't know maybe i'm just getting too prudish i don't i don't know but i think i feel like we're past that in cinema now i thought we were anyway but it's an interesting point this screenplay was actually written and sold to um disney in 1997 so maybe this is a hangover from uh from back in the day when we were less uh less up to speed on all this sort of thing disney a disney film would make someone stretch their underwear well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I suppose Disney did have stuff like that. It's, it's all PG stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but no, see, it kind of apparently it never went very far enough because they didn't think they had the technology to. Um, yeah, which they didn't uh, really, unless they just cast a younger actor, which you know. That's... They, but they've been trying to make it for years, and they actually had they've had loads of um, people attached to this in the Will Smith role. Um, right. I mean, I'm just I'm just on the Wikipedia article actually, and it, it goes through them. And it says they had Harrison Ford, obviously Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Michael Douglas, uh, Mel Gibson, Tommy Lee Jones, Men in Black Connection, there, Kevin Costner, Pierce Brosnan, Bruce Willis, you know, going back to Die Hard, John Travolta, <laughs> John Voight, Denzel Washington, Johnny Depp, Nicolas Cage, Brad Pitt, Keanu Reeves, Tom Cruise, Clint Eastwood. How old would that be? Gerard mm. Butler. Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Jason Statham, Dwayne Johnson, <laughs> Michael B. Jordan, Idris Elba, Arnie, St- Stallone, and Sean Connery. This is the people that all were all apparently linked to this film at some point. Wow. Which is mental. <laughs> so, so a film with all these impressive people attached to it, and Will Smith got it, and it still didn't like <laughs> go anywhere. It's just like, come on, man. Why That's is it so bad? Like- that's pretty much a who's who of all leading men over the last 20 years. And they've all, it's, it's all not worked out with them for whatever reason. Um, but yeah. Yeah. It's just like, Oh, Oh, is Will Smith available? Well, he's not, he's not doing anything else. I mean, bad boys, we didn't do very well. All right. We'll just get him in. It's, it's you know, oh, da, 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 da. oh, even Jason Statham's turned us down. Oh, crap. It's, <laughs> it's just weird. I mean, it's, I mean, it might have worked a bit better if you had like, maybe not Schwarzenegger or Stallone, but like one of those sort of quite grizzled older guys sort of thing playing Henry. But I suppose it couldn't have been as visceral then. I suppose Will Smith's age kind of works in the sense that, you know, he's what, 50 odd now. Um, So maybe he's kind of, you know, he's a bit rickety. You know, this whole reason that he decides to quit and they hunt him down is because he takes a shot against a Eurostar, which is another reason they went abroad. Um, A sniper shot on a moving train and manages to kill a person and not kill a little girl. And he's just like, oh, that was just sheer luck. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a lucky, isn't it? But so I suppose him being 50 plus means that he's kind of losing his edge. Um, but right. if there was like Schwarzenegger's age, he's definitely lost his edge. He wouldn't be able to have a punch up with his younger self. It would be more like a cuddle. 
Um, what's crazy is that back on that list, Tommy Lee Jones was on that list, and he has played opposite Will Smith with with, with Will Smith being the younger character. Yeah. <laughs> That's how long this film's been around for. They're into the next generation of oldies. To be fair, you could have had Tommy Lee Jones and um, Thanos is the other one, isn't it? That's what they did in there. Oh, God. It's, it's just a strain. It's just, I mean, it, I think it could have been a much better film somehow. I don't know how, but it could have been. I mean, the fact that all these good big stars were attached, I mean, maybe they were just mentioned in passing, but not really attached rather than they're being connected to it. Yeah, yeah um, you don't, I don't know the details of where exactly the sisters come from. Maybe it's just some kid in Nevada whacking every oh, day. Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson and, oh, let's have <laughs> Chris O'Donnell for some reason, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. God. But yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah. Uh, I mean, did you have a favourite scene or just, was there anything you particularly liked about it? I mean, some of the action sequences were good action sequences. Uh, I particularly like the bit where kind of like him, the two the two Will Smiths come face to face for the first time. So you got this bit where he sees him through the sniper scope first from afar. And he's like, what? Uh, but then it's the bit where they're like in a ruined old house or something. And he's like coming up the stairs and they're looking at each other through the mirror. So they still can't quite see each other. Um, I just thought that was a nicely choreographed action sequence. Um, I think, I think these the film did do those well yeah. um it just didn't have the story to back it up um uh, yeah that was my that was probably the bits i've most enjoyed when they were kind of facing off one-on-one kind of sneaking through um buildings uh stalking each other uh, around around eastern europe you know whatever um that was oh, yeah. america yeah. wasn't it <laughs> um, oh, yeah sorry yeah that was Colombia, wasn't it yeah. yeah um well it just shows how how Generic. irrelevant these yeah. locations these things are they just go to these other locations just and put them in uh, put them in settings that could be any country in the world it's just so irrelevant so um, it's the that wrote a, a alien spy thriller that happens to have afghanistan <laughs> america uh, new york and various other places in it they were very importantly chosen places very crucial to the plot i will i will claim but yeah, okay, well, let's, yeah. let's actually, actually release it first and then we'll, we'll let the public decide. <laughs> we'll do a podcast <laughs> episode on that. Oh man, yeah, I'd love that. I'd That's love quite that. meta. A whole series. A whole series. <laughs> An audio drama. Yeah. I'll be art- arting him. <laughs> yeah, I'll be, um, <laughs> I'll be, uh, uh, I can't even remember their names now. That's appalling. <laughs> I'll be Cat. <laughs> oh, and fair maybe. enough. I'll be all the women. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, moving on. Um, I think the. Uh, da, da, da. I think I, I agree that I, I didn't because I was like sort of threw my notes together just before this. I didn't get round to writing a best scene, but I agree with your fact that all the action sequences were quite well done and choreographed and things like that. Um, yeah. I liked the the sort of throwdown in the hardware store at the end, where it just seemed like they were outnumbered and stuff, and they still managed to win. Um, and I just like the. I like those that whole effect they had like the bullets really flying around didn't they it was almost just like this wall of lead just cutting through everything it was almost like almost like a lightsaber wasn't it because the bullets were just so Ripping hard and apart. yeah yeah, that uh, was yeah. Cool. and the sort of the female lead danny was keeping her, holding her own as well and sort of you know she was basically taking on most of them while he was dealing with his his kids sort of thing or not kid but junior version of himself and it's during that scene where they introduced the other clone which yeah. is 
a version of Junior, but without Junior being the clone of Henry, being Will Smith's character. The other version is Junior, but without emotions, because that was yeah. his villainous plot was to make a soldier that doesn't feel pain, doesn't feel an emotion, blah, 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 blah. It's like, mm, okay, that makes sense. So uh, but was there any science in that? Because um, obviously you can clone one person, but did he, was it the fact that he was then a clone of a clone that made make he had no emotion, or did it not really go into that? I don't think it did. I think the the, the scientist that died that he killed at the start uh, during the job where they told him to do something, and it turns out it was a bad one. Uh, like you know, he was killing someone for Clive Owen's character. Was the uh, scientist that did cloning, and he was the one that worked out how to get rid of certain emotions in clones. So they've just basically cloned Henry again, but they got rid of the fear and the pain and blah 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 receptors. So he's basically just, I don't know, a killing machine. Um, which is, a, you know, it's interesting. But so what? He just happened to work that out a month after Junior was born or conceived. So oh, let's try again. You know. It's uh, you know it's it's strange that he managed to have two of about the same age. Or did he look younger than Junior? I can't quite remember. He looked a bit younger, didn't he? It was all CGI. Uh, yeah, a little bit. I, well, maybe I couldn't really notice, to be honest. Yeah, I mean to be fair, having a soldier that doesn't feel pain doesn't make any sense because surely pain mean, means you get out of the way of any danger. So the fact yeah. that he was just walking through fire like the Terminator, he's like he's not a robot. He's a human being. He's going to burn to death if he doesn't notice he's in on fire. <laughs> So I think Clive Owen was onto a bit of a, a loser there. It's kind of a bit of a daft idea. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm trying to think if there's other, any other good scenes. I mean, the, the, car, the, the motorbike chase at start was promising. I think that was kind of, you know, that got me really hooked into what this film could be. And the reason for that was the fact that Junior was the right size. So I, I don't know if I mentioned this to you when we spoke about this briefly before, but in this film... You've got Junior on the motorbike chase, which looks like Will Smith circa Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Then yeah. you've got when Junior gets home and Clive Owen starts pulling bullets out of his back, he's like basically just a hench Will Smith with a younger face on. And it's yeah. like, hold on a minute. What's going on there then? It's like just having a younger bloke with Will Smith's face on that looks like Will Smith circa 1990s or have a hench bloke on a motorbike don't have it one there and one there it's just really confusing and i think that's where the film lost me is that you know it's not even the uncanny valley of him having a fake face it's the uncanny valley of skinny will smith chunky will smith yeah. within just one scene it's a do 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 fade oh hold on a minute why is he so hench and it's just that just totally threw me because it's all they did it's just probably got will smith's face or will smith himself and just de-aged his face and just left his hench body there like 50 year old man yeah. body or I don't know. It's kind of disappointing that they, you know, if it was Fresh Prince Will Smith running around trying to, well, maybe not Fresh Prince Will Smith, but, you know, that physique from because he's that old trying to kill this guy, it would have made a lot more sense than Hench Will Smith, like badass Will Smith. I don't know. You get what I'm saying, though. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was just bad editing, if anything, or just not thinking. Or bad visual effects. Yeah, or. And they shot in a motorbike chase going, we need an actor that can drive motorbikes and looks like a young Will Smith. Right, skinny dude, get on the motorbike. Then later on, they're like, we need a, a body double for Will Smith as he looks now. Hench dude, sit down. And it's like, well, it's ruined yeah. it really. Um, but yeah, so I suppose, I mean, we've, we've, we've danced around cloning. That was next on our topic of conversation for this episode. Um, I mean, I think the funny thing is they basically just did shorthand, didn't they? So they at one point they said, yeah, you remember Dolly the sheep? Yeah, you're like her. I was like, oh, okay, I, I quite like that actually. I thought, okay, they've kind of taken 
they've kind of taken a real life science and said yeah it's basically like that if you go and look it up if you want to if you want to know the science behind this um behind what we've done here I, I i appreciated that i can imagine other people might have thought it was lazy but I, you know why why reinvent the wheel yeah sure there's it's dolly the sheep was cloned in 1996 uh and she was basically made out of three different sheep and um died the, in 97 well, it was it was it was early. It was uh, six years or something yeah. uh, when they're supposed to live eleven years, um, and um, so yeah. And basically, she was born out out of a female sheep. So I assume that was the case with um, uh, Junior character here, Junior. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, you know what? If if you've got a ready-made scientific justification for your film, yeah, go for it. That's what I say. Why not? I mean, especially with cloning has been done uh, to that degree anyway. We have cloned animals. Um, yeah, it never got taken further. But... It's been done to death sort of thing, isn't it? But it's, I mean, in film, it's so it's kind of, do we really need anything more than, oh, you were born from a human mother? Yeah, you know, you want Dolly the sheep. Yeah, I like, like you said, a shorthand. People know cloning. They If they're a bit knowledgeable, they know what Dolly the sheep is. Or kids these days probably won't. Um That's... Or anyone, but it's what I mean. What I think what I was getting at when I put this on the conversation point is: Do you think that him being a badass killer that's really good at with his hands and good at shooting and good at this that, and the other is genetic? Or do you think that's from the childhood he had and the way he was trained in the army? Because I, because I, I think yeah, okay, you can be athletic, you can have good eyesight, whatever, 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 based on your genetics. But you can't be a wonderful killer based on your genetics. You can't you know pass through military training academy based on your genetics it's based on how he was raised and he said he had a, a bit of a abusive dad or something wasn't it there was some sort of stoppy backstory um or distant father or whatever and so you know all of those negative aspects of his childhood led to the person he was today and i think he went off the rails and all this stuff i don't know he was talking to the young guy in the car i was kind of zoned out but basically all of that stuff shaped the man he was so you know it's I wouldn't say it's genetic, it's just, you know, there's the precursor of, oh, he's healthy, he's athletic, blah, 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 but him being the man he is, isn't genetic. That's that's the way I take it anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's a good, it's a solid, um, solid uh, analysis, to be honest. Um, I think, I think some of it is certainly genetic. Um, there's some people are just um, wired to be good at, you know, eyesight, you know, uh, what's the word? Um, uh, be it having good coordination is all important for particularly a sniper. Being able to stay, you know, control your breathing maybe and stuff. I'm pretty sure that could have genetic stuff. But yeah, mm. you do need the you do need to have the um you do need to have the wherewithal and drive to become a good um a good soldier. Yeah, I think there's some people who would say there's elements of genetics in that as well. But um you would it's certainly that sort that sort of mental conditioning would certainly be more to do with your um your upbringing certainly the nurture versus nature side of it for sure um so yeah i think um i think it's it's quite a boring answer but i think it's going to be definitely be a bit of both um yeah i mean that touches on uh, i was thinking i didn't write write down a good favorite scene but the one bit that was quite good was when they meet in the catacombs and he's trying to convince the kid that you know you're my clone which is a hard argument to make um, but he was basically like, you know, do you are you allergic to this? And do you find this itching? And do you find that you fancy this person? Or yeah. And he was basically listing a bunch of things. And the kid's like, how do you know all this? Well, get out of my head or whatever. I think that yeah. was quite well done. That was kind of like, you know, these are the sort of things that only 
a person that is a copy of a person would understand and yet they had this sort of shorthand between them they had all this stuff that's relation so that was quite well done that was really well written and kind of well executed so i suppose there is some thought gone into this film um but yeah it was just few and far between really yeah yeah um in terms of like more philosophical aspects yeah go for it i was hoping you'd come up with that <laughs> um i mean i think this is the first certainly the I'm sure it's been done before, but it's the first I've been aware of that they've taken cloning and not just literally put an exact copy of yourself next to you, but actually almost have someone as a son or offspring, if you like, but obviously not a not a son in the sense that a son is a combination of two people. The biblical genes. sense, yeah. Well, yeah, but um, this is a clone. It's literally you yourself, but 30 years younger. Um, now, most other cloning dramas kind of like, for example, that Paul Rudd one, Living With Yourself, that the conflict from that comes from worrying about your clone taking over your life. Um, but this one, there's not, there's no, if you get, a, if you get your clone um, come along and he's you but 30 years ago, that's not a worry inherently that the worry in this um the worry in this film the conflict in this film is from an external source from someone telling the, the clone to kill their originator um so that's what's quite different about this and in fact in many ways like having a clone of that yourself you know there's there's um it, one of the ideas one of the ideas that a lot of people say about why people want to be parents and I, i'm going to claim this isn't me but it probably is in some way <laughs> is you want to basically create a clone of yourself you want to create a mini me so in many ways having a clone of yourself 30 years younger turn up would almost be the ideal situation for a quite a narcissistic parent and you kind of want to help them out um and, and um it's that's kind of where this film ends up going they end up putting him through college and stuff don't they and planning yeah. out his life um so it's quite it's an interesting exploration of what do we actually really want from our children and if you if you did get a perfect copy of yourself would you then treat them as your child and obviously in this one uh will smith uh henry uh chooses to do that um and yeah, it's just something I've never really seen explored in clone in clone talk before because it's not really you're not really cloning yourself an exact copy. It's you yourself when you're 30 years ago. And you know maybe you'd be able to say, oh, I was susceptible to this kind of um making these sort of mistakes or whatever due to my personality type. I suspect you might be the same. Therefore, watch out for this. Although people never take uh, unrequested advice very well, I don't think. Yeah, and uh, so they were hinting at that at the end, wasn't they? You know, he was like, "You need to be an engineer," and he's like, oh, "No, you want to, you want to be this," and he's like, "I don't want to be that," and she's like, "You want to be this." It's kind of like all that. <laughs> but I, I sort of get where you're coming from, but I think the difference with this and the reason why they took him on as a sort of child was the fact that he didn't have a proper childhood. He was raised to be a killer by a sort of crazy man, whereas if this young Will Smith had been raised in a loving family in Bel Air or whatever, and then. <laughs> come across yeah. then, then come across henry would he want henry's help would he want henry's input would henry want to help him it's kind of like you know it's 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 just happened to be that he was kind of lost and alone at the end of the film that they, they took him on otherwise thing but i do like the fact you've pointed out that this has touched on cloning in a way that hasn't been done before um and yeah it's yeah like it's a, that's the thing this film had so much potential and there's lots of interesting points they could have touched on um but it just become kind of a weird mishmash of international thriller sci-fi thing 
not even really sci-fi, was it? No, it wasn't that much about it. It was just the fact that the clones existed was about the most sci-fi thing about it. Yeah, and to be fair, when I read that Ang Lee was the director, all I remember him from was the Hulk movie, the first one, the rubbish one with Absorbing Man, like he's Hillbilly Dad and the mutant dogs and whatever. Um, so when I, I said that in the group chat with um, Sook, long-time listener and former collaborator, he mentioned that, it, no, this guy did Crouching Tiger, this guy did various other good films, like the, the yeah, one with yeah. the, the tiger, the other tiger one, The Life of Pi or whatever. And oh. I'm just like, okay, so he does do good films. So what happened with the Hulk, firstly, and, and what happened here then? Why is it not... And maybe it would have been a better director would have got more out of it or would have done it slightly differently. So it would have been more, I don't know, grand. Ang Lee is is a good director, but I guess guess everyone has has a duff. A bad day. Yeah, a bad day in the office, yeah. We had two, we had Hulk and this. This was was a mediocre day, it wasn't a bad day. I mean, I, I still enjoyed the two hours of watching it because it was just dumb fun. Um... You know, so I've been slating it, but yeah, I did enjoy the dumb fun of it all. Um, but I can see why, you know, you think this is a bit, of, been a bit of a waste. I wouldn't go that far. I mean, it, I mean, it was, it was, um, it was, it, it's not the worst. <laughs> film. <laughs> it's not the worst film we've reviewed. Um, yeah, 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 cool, absolutely. Yeah, it was just, I did reasonably forgettable. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, in many ways, that's the worst thing you can say, isn't it? <laughs> oh no, I think what was it? Uh, whatever quit that you mentioned earlier for a particular game. Yeah, um, quit. Yeah. yeah. At least we didn't least... quit this film. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I think we're seeing as I watched this a while ago, and it is quite forgettable. So I basically don't have anything else to say about it. Um, should we prorogue this bad boy? Yeah, time to prorogue this bad boy. So yeah, I think so. Next time on um, Geek Bites, I think we might be... Uh, uh, hold on, hold on, Rich. Um, do you mind just looking at this for me? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, oh yeah, sorry. So, sorry, I lost myself for there for a minute. Um, so, yeah, next time on Geek Bites, we're going to be uh, reviewing Gen- Gemini Man, uh, the Will Smith vehicle. Um, looking forward to that one, Stu? You know what, Rich? Uh, let's just skip it. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. We'll... Um, we'll decide what we'll watch next and we'll let you guys know then. Okay, cool. Well, until, uh, until next time, we'll catch you next time on Geek Bites. Woo!